So, can we give a real encouragement uh, and a round of applause for uh, Andrew Watson, as he's going to share this morning, and then um, some other, do you know who the other person is? Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, thanks Andrew. Okay, I've just had a couple of knee replacements if you're wondering what I'm on crutches for. (laughs) Yeah, last week. Um, which is quite, quite interesting because it's, it's quite significant in the way that my life sort of uh, came together in bits and pieces. So there's a, when I was asking God about this, there's a couple of things that came to us that really stood out to me that I should bring here, okay? And there's three key points on the way through. And I'm just going to use a couple of verses in that. If I click this, Elliot, will it go on? It's easy been at the desk. So all of us know the lost sheep, and we all know, if you're a Christian, you'll know this verse pretty well, where the shepherd will leave the flock to go and pull the lost sheep in. So this to me is very significant in a number of ways. Um, as, it, as I grew up, so just to give you a little bit of history on that on myself, um, I came from the UK, and I came from the UK when I was a child. And as a child coming from the UK and that, in those days, uh, you weren't very well accepted in New Zealand as children of that, particularly if you come from where I was, which was born on the border of Scotland and England and had quite a strong accent at the time. Um, and I come across with a family of, there was, um, was five kids and obviously my parents, and my parents were hard workers. They were typical um, off farms and that. So my father came off a farm that had been in the family for 300 years, just to give you an idea of the sort of history in that that we'd come from. And they were all hard workers. Uh, But they were very much, what would you call, that upper lip British mentality. You know, there wasn't such a thing as emotion or or anything like that. So as you grew up and that, you know, if you broke a leg or something, it's all right, be right tomorrow, you'll be able to get up and run around, you'll be fine. Um, so as I grew up in that, that's the environment I grew in. Very, very, very much a family that was committed to each other in that. But as I grew up and being the sort of odd person out with, uh, coming from the UK in that, I rebelled. I was one of those kids that, you know, parents come across to make a good life for the kids in that. But out of all of us, I became the black sheep. And to the extent that when I was 14, I'd left home. And uh, I'd spent a lot of time in environments, uh, the other side of the law on that, and probably was on the wrong side of everything. But the one thing that happened through that time is this one verse was very significant. Because if I was in a cell, if I was in a, if I was in a hospital, or if I was in a gang house or something, because that's the environment I was in, my father was always there trying to grab me. He was always there trying to find me, try to bring me back into the fold, back to the family. As much as I rebelled, he would never give up. He was always there, okay? And as I got a little bit older, I ended up having, 15 years old, I had quite a serious motorbike accident. I had a police chase in Christchurch. Not that most of you want to hear this sort of stuff, but I had a police chase in Christchurch. Ended up in hospital at the end of that chase uh, in Christchurch Hospital. We had a group of us that were monitoring the CBs, the communication and that, and they managed to come around and I got out the hospital. 
and back onto a motorbike and shot down south. And that was 3 o'clock in the morning. And 11 o'clock at that same day that night, I got uh, trashed off my motorbike again by a driver, a drunken driver. And I ended up in Dunedin Hospital with serious injuries, like a lot of internal injuries. Uh, this leg here, they were going to amputate. Um, at the time, they couldn't do it um, because I wouldn't have survived with the other injuries that I had. But when I come to in that hospital, my father was there. You know, so the first thing I want to put in place is it doesn't matter what you are or who you are, what you do matters. And when I say about my father being there all the time, that when I became a Christian, it's the one thing that made it very easy for me to understand God the Father and that God would always be there for me in all the things that I did. It also put on me that I needed to also be an example to others in that too because who I am represents a multitude of things to different people. And everyone will see me differently and everyone saw my father differently, but you will always take something away from that. And that's why we've always, as in our faith, that's why we always use the examples of the Bible and the people in the Bible and that, and that's why Christ is always the example to us, that what we do, what we say, and who we are matters. Okay, so that's, that's that little part of my life. Come from there. In between that, like I say, I'm a very, very, very extreme person. To, to, and it's hard to explain. So if I do stuff, it is doing stuff 100 miles an hour and no stop. And if I can't do it well, the biggest enemy is myself because I beat myself up more than anybody else needs to do. So between then and the next thing I'm going to share here, between then and now where we've got uh, do not judge, uh, you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? I'll just stay there. So I became a Christian. But I became a Christian very, very, very dramatically. To the extent that the, the week I became a Christian... The following week, I had a pay rise from work because my personality changed so dramatically. I was married to a different person at that time. And at the time I was married, that person physically used to hit me to get me to be the person I used to be because I changed so dramatically. Um, I ended up in a situation that we came through. I took everything on 100 miles an hour, become a Christian 100 miles an hour, got into everything 100 miles an hour, ended up in the Philippines uh, with YWAM and over there, and my wife at the time was with us, and I was a strong, avid preacher that whatever God said, that was it. And one of the things that I used to be very strong against was divorce, and that's only because I came from a family where it was all tight and close together and family was everything. Um, and I'd spent so much trying to build that relationship back up with my own family that nothing was going to destroy the family that I was with. Um, so what happened? I judge everybody, had the plank in my own eye, and I ended up divorced. I ended up in a situation that I put God so much in front of everything 
that everything around me was crumbling and I never realised. It was just all falling to bits. And I ended up, uh, my health ended up uh, being mucked around. I had to be flown back out of the Philippines to New Zealand in the hospital because I was so crook. And my wife left us at the airport. And that was it. So I had to go through a stage of life to realise that in some things in life, it's very easy to be judgmental. But it's also very, very hard to sit back and realise that you need to judge yourself a lot more than you're judging others. You know, it's, in life itself, it's very easy to look at the wrong rather than the right. Very easy to be critical rather than praising. And sometimes we have to be smacked around the head a little bit to understand that. And, you know, some of the things that God's taken me through and some of the places I've been and some of the things I've done in there has all sat back and, and come back into a situation and normally it's my health that gets hammered like anything when things go wrong. Um, it's a, a time where God smacks me around, sits me down, says, right, you can't do anything, sit down and listen, as I am now. Um, so, that, so that was the next thing that happened. So your example is very important. Don't get too much into yourself and forget about everybody else around you. Don't be God and not listen to God. Okay? And then past this point, I end up meeting this beautiful lady. Um, I'd given up on sort of women. You know, the horrible things when you get in a situation where you've gone through a marriage and bits and pieces like that. And at the times where you're not really interested, God sort of shakes you up a little bit and you chuck somebody across your path. Um, so I ended up with Denise, my wife now. And when we ended up together, the one thing that Denise did in my life, which uh, needed to be there, was to bring balance. And I think the one thing in, in anybody's life in that is you really need somebody that can kick you where they need to to get you to slow down and to listen. And sometimes it hurts and sometimes you just disagree with her and that and sometimes it's not the right thing. But you've got to remember God's trying to do that to us every day. You know, so if you've got a partner that's doing to you, sometimes it's a lot easier to listen to your partner than God smacking you around, I'm telling you. So, <laughs> so Denise has done that very much for me on the way through and things and that we've done. And this one thing, as I became further into... Um, Having a family in bits and pieces, my life changed, changed quite dramatically. So I ended up in corporate environments, and that was in executive teams in corporate environments, and that, and trained heaps of managers and been all around the place in that sort of environment. That's where my career ended up being. From somebody that was against uh, anything that was legally right to somebody that was imposing everything that was legally right, to somebody that was trying to encourage people in management teams and grow teams, to somebody that was trying to destroy all that sort of stuff. So the path had changed quite dramatically. Um, and as I went through that and, that and looked at the, the, the things that had happened and as our kids came along, we've got three kids. There's uh, Jordan that's going to speak after us, and Michaela was up here singing before. Jordan and uh, Elliot are married and Will and uh, Michaela are engaged. And I've got a son also, James, who's also um, got engaged. Um, the one thing I used to push with my kids all the way through is if you're going to do something, do it right. And I was very, very much uh, one of those parents that 
never pushed my kids into things they didn't want to do, but had a high expectation if they were interested in doing something that they would do it properly and they would do it right. And that was the sort of way that I managed my managers that managed their staff. And that was the way that we looked at it. Um, and we grew a lot of businesses and took a lot of businesses over in bits and pieces. And as I looked at that and came back, and we, I ended up in a situation, um, I was over in Vegas, came back into New Zealand, had a shoot down south to run a, a team meeting down south, ended up in a, um, a mountain bike accident where I pushed the top of my shoulder out, had a tree coming down a hill on that. My PA at the time um, had to drive me back to Christchurch and that. I never realised that she <coughs> wasn't familiar in shingle roads and that, and we had a car accident as she was trying to drive me back to the hospital. We blew two tyres out in the car, couldn't drive anywhere in the middle of nowhere, um, so I ended up having to muck around a bit and ended up in the hospital in Christchurch here and there after a while. And then a week after that, I had a mini-stroke because everything was uh, in place. And it was another time that God had just sort of smacked me in the head, literally smacked me in the head, and just turned around and said, look, hang on, slow down, listen, understand, don't race into things too much, don't go trying to run everything and be everything when you don't have to be. All you really need to be is the example. You don't need to do everything yourself. And that came into my Christianity. And as I saw a lot of the Christians that grew up with me and a lot of the Christian people I grew up with at the time, I started to realise that a lot of those Christian people were now in churches, but that's where they were, the only place they were. Or they were in house groups, and that's the only place they were. And then this verse kept coming back to me. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And it's very, 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 very hard to grow a team if you don't have team members or if you don't introduce new team members all the time. And it's very hard to preach the gospel if you're preaching to Christians. And it's very hard to be an example of Christ if you're only the example to those that already know Christ. You know, so where I am now is I'm at that stage in my life where I sit back and I look and think life is a lot more balanced than it used to be. And I know Mike talked about balance the other day. But what I mean in balanced is, in my case, I'd rather be seen than preach. Can you understand what I mean? That if I'm amongst people, they should be able to see Christ. Yeah. They should be able to see I'm different. As it was in that week I got converted, that my employers did and gave me a pay rise. It was something had changed. I didn't have to tell them. And if I am as that person that Christ wants me to be, then people should see that. Yeah. I shouldn't have to go and stand on the top of a hill and, and tell everybody. Which brings us right down to... So, just a couple of quotes. The light needs to be in the world, not locked up in the church. And there's so much in the Bible about the light of Christ and about you being the light to the world. If you lock the light in this building, nobody's going to see it outside of here. You don't have to announce light. The minute that that sunrise comes up, you know right away that it's morning. The minute that somebody walks in the room that's different, you know. It doesn't matter if it's a personality. It doesn't matter what they are. You know there's something different about them. If they're a Christian, you should also know they're different. 
But the example that you are to others and the example I am to others should also reflect through those that are close to me. Like my kids should grow to be those examples. Their kids should grow to be those examples. And if they aren't, then I need to look at myself and say, why not? You know, they will run off the path, some of them, like I did. But even, and I'll just, I'll just finish with one thing. That example of my father, at the time my father was the example that I say, he's not around now. Um, he was not a Christian. He was a good man. He was a really good man. He wasn't a Christian. He became a Christian. He became a great man. He retired. He became ordained as a vicar. And he, he reached a lot of people. But the only reason he did was because he always was an example of what was right, not what was wrong. So I just want to leave you, you with that. that. Who we are matters. Not only to others and to God, but to those that are close to us. Thank you.